Welcome to a very special episode of Watchers of Tomorrow. Today I'm joined by a group of awesome people who will introduce themselves momentarily, and we are going to present you with a meeting of people in my fictional setting of Stellar Renaissance. Now, dear listeners, you need not know a thing about the setting before listening to this podcast, because really, most of those joining me today are kind of in the same boat. And so, starting at the top of the chat, we, uh, we you know, who, who, who do we have? No, uh, I'm 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 Kurge. Uh, I'm playing uh, Baron Baron Wagner from the Kingdom of Kapal. I'm Crimson. I'm playing Klaus, a representative from the Space Workers Union International. I am Geplin. You probably know me if you listen to the other show. I am playing Simon Zander, representing Acida Gamma. I am Izzy von Neumann. That's who I'm playing, but you know me as Doctor Izix. And I will be representing the International Science Institute. I'm Van Velding. I'm playing Sava Kavathiski from the Allied Worlds of Earth. I'm Ice Dragon. Um, I am the representative from the Miyamaya Haki uh, Empire. And I'll be playing Tenya. And I am Jasper. And I will be playing Vega from the Lantern Confederation. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So, uh, with that out of the way, let us begin. Welcome, welcome, everyone. And uh, sorry about the change of venue and last-minute scheduling issues, but at least most of us made it today. So, first, I'd like to thank you for being here and for your government signing on with this project. International Science Institute is proud to sponsor this international project and is thankful for the generous contributions already provided to ensure that this mission of exploration gets off the ground. So, to begin, I should probably introduce myself. I'm Izzy von Neumann. I am the primary investigator for the Hyperspace Radio Scan Survey and if things work out, the co-PI for the next phase of exploration. As you're all aware, the survey uh, has discovered over 100 unusual radio anomalies in hyperspace within our region of the galaxy. Now the galaxy and hyperspace is pretty big and all of them are uh, outside the well-connected space that we all you know, have ac you know, easy access to. So we need to establish some sort of basic mission parameters if we're trying to reach these things for exploring the nearest ones and that will ensure a, not just a timely success but a, a good hefty return on your investments. We have no clue what these anomalies represent. They could be alien civilizations lost out colonies, or a phenomenon that offers up a rare chance to explore new physics. Really exciting stuff, folks. But before we get to all that, well, let us uh, you know, introduce ourselves properly here, uh, as I don't think many of us have actually met face-to-face. -face. So uh, let's uh, go ahead and go you know, name, uh, group or nation you're representing, uh, your home world, and uh, what's your favorite drink? Uh, the computer will uh, pick up the drink orders and put it down so we can have those later. Um, so uh, the... the uh, so I guess I'm, I should start. I'm Izzy von Neumann, uh, representing, of course, the International Science Institute. I'm from Calamity originally, and uh, I really enjoy Duo Blast. Um, so who wants to go next? I am Lord Xander. You may all call me Simon because I know many of you do not recognize our internal fiefdoms as you should and that we have been largely ignored, I was glad that we are finally being represented on the writer stage and have been rightly invited to this meeting. I suppose if your computer can manage to not bruise a gin martini, that would be acceptable. Hmm. Hello, welcome, uh, uh, Lord Xander. So I'll go next on the heels of that. Uh, you can call me Klaus. I'm a representative from the Space Workers Union International. You all uh, know us reasonably well, given that uh, we ship most of your goods. Uh, I'm from Ceres Station, and I will, in fact, take a Ceres Smash when you have an opportunity. Oh, good choice. Sava Kapatiski from the Allied Worlds of Earth. I am from Earth, and um, I would like uh, a Diet Root Pepsi, please. All right. I think we can manage that. Uh, I will go next. Uh, I am Vega, and I'm very glad to be here representing uh, the Confederation, uh, many diverse peoples, uh, which I'd like to represent wholeheartedly. Um, I would like to have a chai tea representing my people from India. And if you could spike that with a little bit of rum from the islands, which I also represent. Sounds good. I think the computer's picking up all this. Good, 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 good. Uh, we got uh, the representative from the, the Empire and the Kingdom. Uh, 
Uh, how about, uh, you know, uh, Tanya, how about you go next? As I was going to step into it, thank you very much for the introduction, Izzy. Um, my name is Tanya Dalazar. I represent the Empire, and as you naturally, um, I would love, uh, as a drink, my pound of flesh, please. Um, you can find uh, the computer maybe rerouted to my entourage to pick up the extra eyeball required for it. I'm from the Everlasting Flame, as my home world, and may I say compliments to um, the International Science Institute for bringing us together on such an important venture. Oh, you, thank you very much. Uh, doing what we can to make sure science gets out to everybody. And uh, Baron, uh, Baron Wagner. Uh... I'm I'm Baron Wagner from the Kingdom of Kapal. Uh... And I would appreciate the, uh, um, I don't suppose you have the uh, 2073 uh, Chardonnay, do you? I don't know, but uh, we'll see what we can find. Uh, the computer and the, uh, the, the, the wait staff will. Um, hopefully we'll be able to find something satisfactory. Well, we'll see. Uh, well, um, unless there's anything else uh, as far as introductions to go. Let's go to the uh, the first major item here. So the first order business, uh, given the distances involved even inside hyperspace, uh, the general plan already has been agreed to that we're going to be sending a sleeper ship through hyperspace. And this hasn't been done in quite some time. However, there are numerous anomalies that a ship like that can reach uh, that are quite in range. Uh, so the question is, what, which sort of, which, which set of anomalies should we start investigating first? Uh, or more specifically, I guess, uh, where should we be launching from? Uh, the most logical locations are going to be Kapal, Lantern, and Mirabe Haki. But, uh, you know, but what, what does the representatives here say? Uh, which would, uh, is there any preferences? I, I don't really have any myself. So, anyone? The SWUI is happy to support any of the three locations that we're discussing. I recommend that we put this to a democratic vote. Each of us will get a single vote. It seems fair that way. That seems reasonable. We uh, could just well, try to build consensus first for a reasonable solution. I'm I must support the AWE in this. I think consensus is the best way to achieve uh, a solution that we all appreciate. Well, I think it only makes sense that if that if if we're talking about launching one of these uh, from from Kapal, that 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 the the anomaly closest to to the kingdom makes makes the most sense. Well, I mean, uh, if we're launching from Kapal. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, we have, uh, you know, representatives here from Kapal, Mirame Haki, and Lan Ten. Um, so I guess you know, maybe each one of you give a pitch. While they're thinking of that, you know, my understanding, and I would defer to uh, Klaus on this, is that industrially, the of those three that's best equipped to mount this kind of expedition, I believe it would be the Mirame Haki, right? Yes, we... We do have quite a, a long history of um, expeditions, and uh, indeed, you will know that um, in uh, preparation for this, we've actually started to prepare an additional support fleet because we are concerned, as, as you may also be, um, that we may not be the only eyes uh, looking into these areas chances are this information is not only singular to ourselves um we would be um it would be a miss for us to not be um supportive of everyone involved so we offer full support in terms of the decisions that are made here um and as i said we will provide uh military uh access uh, in order to ensure that uh, fairness and uh, appropriate uh, uh, response to any potential outcomes are, are um, accounted for. Klaus, your thoughts? Well, we have an established working relationship with, uh, with the Empire, so we can certainly find a way to make that work. And we uh, there's a lot to be said for, for using the sort of the easy route there, but... Uh, you know, the SWUI is not 
is not particular in this particular instance, uh, in the sense that we're happy to work with anyone. Yeah, just like the uh, the Science Institute. Um, I guess we don't really have a strong preference. Uh, the there's about the same number of anomalies and you know that are reachable from any launching point we decide to uh, go with, and it, in some ways it kind of comes down to more of the ship as far as you know how many of them we get in total. Um, but you know well, that's that's the that's the next question anyway. Uh, but uh, you know we should probably start off with this one just to make sure we have at least a general vague idea of where we're going from here. To uh, the land ten or the Kapal have anything they'd like to add? Just just that I feel like it's it's in it's in everyone's best interest given the land ten confederations past that they do not have anything to do with the ship's construction. Now now let's not play favorites. I mean we're all in this together. We are all invested in the same interest doing well together, uh, moving forward, not backward, you know, always always getting better. Uh, I, I think that there's really nothing that would motivate us to do something that would be of negative consequence. We're all in this together. Well, I mean, well, that's just like communism to me. We can't have that now, can we? If I may, no. gentlemen, it might be therefore worth considering the compromise our ships we will of course oblige as i have said in my initial comments and you are obviously welcome to have your crews aboard i understand there are some fine pilots on both sides therefore there would be less dispute and perhaps again led by the science institution worked on by checked by our space workers unions i think it would work quite well i strongly agree everyone should be represented equally in this i believe we should choose the people who are best equipped to do what they do best i think that again a base of operations Nurumiyaki empire gives us the uh, political focus the stability and the security that we need as we are worried about other people finding out about this and getting information for us provided that the Miriaki can guarantee that they, no one in the Empire will interfere with the rest of the parties to this getting access to our end information when it comes back to us. Well, then it's settled. We'll have a large ship that is big enough for all of us to contribute. That's hardly settled. Uh, as much as I appreciate your enthusiasm, I think that we should make sure that we're all still comfortable with where we're starting out before we move on to how fast and how large the ship should be. Although Absolutely. I would be happy to point out that the SWUI is uh, very interested in, in providing our expertise in shipping, manufacturing, and doing everything in a, a safe and sustainable manner. Yeah, this is going to be a multi-decade long uh, voyage for this vessel. So having a ship that is uh, able to not fall apart while everyone's asleep is probably a good idea. One does have to ask the question, uh, how, what are the concerns or what, uh, what allowances are being made for the maintenance of the ship while uh, in sleep? Um, that's another one of those details we're going to need to address at some point, um, perhaps not at this meeting. Perhaps, however, as we have previously a working relationship and as the rest of the representatives here are more than aware of the capabilities of your union, um, perhaps the role of retrofitting any of the ships to the exceptional standards that you hold would make us all feel safe when we sleep at night. Yes, safety should be a very high concern. I mean, we're all really in this to protect ourselves. Speaking of protection, I think we are all looking over the concept of proximity. If we are going to discuss sending this ship to the closest anomalies, what if these things are dangerous? If we send it from Lantern or Kapal, which are reasonably close to Earth, and Aceta Gamma, which I would say, given the the proximity to both Land and Kapal. I'm surprised that it wasn't even considered for a launching point, but I guess that's neither here nor there at this juncture. Yeah, but if these things are dangerous and they could be coming closer, we should consider launching from either Land or Kapal to try to protect this area of space. You also would have to consider, though, following us back. 
While forces can maintain security in those systems, at least if we had to turn around because of unforeseen circumstances, they would ride right into our military. And at that point, we would assist in ensuring the protection. We're also very happy if the representatives so wish to offer some of our elite forces to assist them in their defenses. I am sure a tactical sharing of information over those areas may be of some interest, but this is for the consideration and it may not happen right at this moment. Yeah, that is a good thing to consider. But I believe primarily we see, this, see these as scientific anomalies and not structured threats. Is that the assessment of the ISI? Uh, at the moment, we only identify them as anomalies. Uh, I could go into the details of uh, what we've been able to figure out so far, um, but for the most part, it's just that we're getting some sort of radio signal uh, uh, that should be coming from, that doesn't seem to be coming from any place in particular. Okay, there's nothing else there. So either there's a small breach in hyperspace that something's being sent through, or there's something that is generating these signals uh, locally at those locations. It could be a ship, it could be a probe, it could be some sort of break in space-time. We don't actually know at this point, uh, unless until we get a lot closer to have a look. So there's no known natural phenomena for either that sort of rift in space-time or the transmission of radio signals from within hyperspace. Yes, uh, other than you know artificial uh, methods, of course. So okay. I have to ask, as a as a somewhat uninterested party when it comes to the location, uh, not that I'm not interested, but uh, we don't have the skin in the game that the the three uh, organizations which have planets nearby do. Um, it sounds like there's a pretty good consensus on on working with the uh, Mimihaki Empire All as right. the starting point. Does well, everyone agree with that? Yeah. Is there, is there any objections? I do think that we should discuss the allocation of resources. I, for one, do not really want to be giving over our resources to help the Empire expand their military fleets. Yeah, the, uh, the ISL is probably not going to be contributing anything specifically to their military endeavors directly. Uh, all, all our funding is going towards the science mission. Absolutely, as it should do. In fact, that is the most important goal. That is why we are here. Please do not underestimate the way we are by assuming we are purely militaristic. Our endeavors do include fleets of science and supplies and various other areas of interest. Botany, for example, is my own uh, personal interest when I'm uh, not trying to fix things. Um, but uh, really, there, there is so much more to consider in this mission and, and where we are going to be going. Final mission and recovery sites, I believe we agree, should be in the Mirahaki Empire, but there's no reason that construction or training facilities couldn't happen in other jurisdictions. I'm sure that um, uh, Baron Wagner and I uh, are both very open to the idea of, of selflessly uh, stepping down from the position of importance in this and allowing uh, the, uh, the ME to take this as a sort of a neutral third party to our history of conflicts that we can put behind us. Indeed. There are talented individuals who could perform mission command in all principalities at this table, uh, which is an important position for anyone to hold. Whilst I... Sorry, Mitya. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Once, whilst I appreciate the confidence that you all are showing in the Empire, um... I would like to offer both the Lord and well, the Baron and, and Viga to please be aboard it, be at the side of, uh, of us as we enter this new and exciting endeavor. I would rather have my front uh, captain's wing filled with those who have the same interests, the same goals and desires to see the new frontier and explore and understand what these anomalies could potentially bring to everyone. Well said. Now, I think it might be uh, important to note that the, uh, the, the Direct Alliance uh, has contributed uh, to this uh, endeavor, but their uh, representative does not appear to be here. Uh, same thing with the Independent Defense League. Um, I'm not sure where they are right now, but I 
guessing that since they're not here to, to offer up their opinions on these matters, they don't care. So, yeah, lucky for all you guys, I guess. I suppose they'll have to uh, live with the consequences of not sending representative. Uh, so have we all agreed that we're going to uh, pursue the anomalies which are proximate to the uh, the Empire? Uh, before we move on, uh, who was the last person in contact with the Independent Defense League? I mean, this is a, going to be a very complicated mission that uh, we may need other competent democracies and republics to join us and, and lend their hand. We well, need only hammer down uh intractable must have answers at this meeting there'll be plenty of time to work on little details at which point people like the anti-dryic alliance the idl will have uh ample opportunity to contribute As shipbuilding resources to the question from the lantern confederation i can only say that we have not heard anything unusual uh, given our ongoing relationship with them. So I don't know why they've missed it, but uh, I don't, I'm not aware of there being any problems there. Yeah, it could just be a late transport or something like that. Uh, they are kind of coming from the same uh, region of space, after all. Uh, it's Klaus, just not one of our, not one of our transports, then. Klaus, there, there wouldn't be any reason that they might have, have done something and not and not told you about it, would there be? If we were aware of that kind of thing, it's something we would divulge at a public meeting. But again, I couldn't say. I'm not usually privy to that kind of intelligence. Yeah, I'm here to work on this effort. Yeah, I, I'm not too concerned about uh, the particular uh, intelligence operations of various uh, powers here. Uh, that's maybe something, you, if you guys want to, after the meeting, uh, have a discussion about, that's feel, you know, feel free. Uh, but we got some, some important business to go here. And uh, unless there's objection, yes. uh, I think we're generally in agreement that the Mirme Hockey Empire is probably the best launching point for this mission, then. Any objections? All right. With no objections, uh, we'll say that uh, matters uh, sorted. Um, so uh, let's move on to the next major item here. Uh, and that is what kind of ship to send out. Uh, there are numerous vessels already in service that could be retrofitted for this mission. Uh, you know, at, at, uh, Representative Tenya there, uh, you've uh, offered up uh, you know, potential of uh, mermaid hockey uh, uh, vessels there. Uh, so that is potentially an option. Um, or we could opt to construct a new vessel of some sort. Uh, and, you know, all the same, uh, you know, having the basic idea and, and having some basic idea of what it, how it would look like uh, either for a new ship or an old ship would be probably ideal at this point, just so that we're not trying to put a bunch of extra things into the, the mission that we just don't have room for as far as actual hardware is concerned. Um, so, uh, 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 Simon, uh, do you have any uh, thoughts on this? I was going to suggest that we bow down to the supposed expertise of our workers' unions. If they should know whether retrofitting or building a new ship custom-made would be most efficient given our time and resources. I appreciate that vote of confidence. The unfortunate truth of the matter is we don't know enough about what kind of a mission we're going to be conducting to make a recommendation uh, based on what ships are currently available uh, and what the current uh, shipyard uh, queues look like. Although obviously for sufficient uh, prioritization, let's just say that if it is truly critical, the uh, prioritization on the shipyards can be adjusted to support either a new construction or a, re a major retrofit. So the short form is let's figure out what we're doing and then we'll tell you uh, we can advise you on the best course of action in terms of ship construction. Sounds reasonable. So I, I guess, uh, should we, do you want a, a large ship, a fast ship? Do you want something that is of a, a certain class? Uh, or do we want something that is lean and mean and uh, able to uh, get there and back again without too much fuss? I think whatever we do, we should prioritize uh, significant instrumentation uh, for the scientific mission since we don't have any clue what we're getting into. And we want to learn as much about it as possible, no matter how much time we spend on site. Well, it seems particularly obvious that since this sort of thing has never really been attempted before, we are going to need something more self-sustainable. You have said yourself that this session could take months, possibly stretching into years, with a sleeper crew that's going to be able to operate independently once there under whatever variety of circumstances. The ship itself may even need to be modifiable on the fly. Yes. I would agree. And actually... Um, I'm 
just thinking about what we have in our current um, fleets, we do have um, some Telcon cruisers available. Now, they have been through space patrols, as you can imagine. They're used to quite long distances, but can be easily modified. They do have a lot of cargo space. And I'm just thinking whether or not those can be converted for scientific operations, because we can basically modify a large proportion of the ship. But I would, again, refer back to the to the workers. You know, I think you might have a better grasp on um, just how extensive that might be. If not, if nothing else, we could use it as a base to start off that determination of requirements going forward. They sound like an excellent candidate vessel uh, sure. for a modification. It's going to depend, I think, a lot on the uh, power plant availability and some of the other concerns that we might identify uh, that we'd like to address. So, but I would always uh, the AWE has uh, uses extensively, and I know they're used in many principalities. The Ares class long haulers, the designs been around for seventy five years. And I don't suggest that we repurpose ships that have several thousand light years on them already. Uh, but that we can take that well-known design whose specifications we're familiar with, that we have a lot of data on their performance, and we can create a fleet of smaller, more versatile purpose-built uh, purpose ships with uh, some redundancies built in. So that smaller ships, each with a specific mission. Yes, um, that, that does seem to be a theme that I'm hearing from some of the folks here is, do we want to send one ship or are we interested in sending a fleet? Um, and fleet being a pretty broad term here from anything from, you know, two to however many. I guess, I mean, the, I guess that kind of comes down to how much uh, extra uh, everyone else is, uh, everyone here is uh, willing to uh, contribute on top of what's already been provided. Um, you know, the, the International Science Institute uh, has already reached its limit as far as its internal funding goes for that. But uh, we are open if the rest of you are. It could simplify the logistics when it comes to shipbuilding uh, and modification if we were to uh, design ships with perhaps some specializations. Uh, so we could potentially modify some of the uh, existing designs, possibly contributions from multiple polities to uh, basically handle different aspects of the mission. And that may allow us to speed up production that does come, of course, with the risk of complicating, you know, your fleet management. But uh, I'm sure that there's uh, plenty of folks here who have experience or available who have experience managing fleets. Well, as has been pointed out by Sava, we all use some variation of long haul freighters or patrol ships. If we want to send a fleet, we could, of course, simply send one ship from each principality. That's actually kind of an interesting idea. I hadn't thought about that. As a confederation, it it may not necessarily be representative for me to just send one ship. I mean, I would have to consider the interests of each of my constituents. And, and I mean, uh, I have quite a large number of constituents to represent here, and, and maybe a few of them might want to send a ship each. Uh, I know that the allied worlds of Earth can relate to this. They have... Uh, a very large and diverse populace. Um, I don't know that just one shirt ship would accurately represent them. I think it would de depend on our mission specifications, what kind of ships we need. If one we have to send for... one ship for every inhabited world in every empire, democracy, league, or confederation, we'll soon be sending every man, woman, and child in the entire galaxy. With all due respect, we are sending one exclusively for your planet, are we not? Just because we have managed to maintain our own independence and be a relatively self-sustaining system does not mean we should be punished for that by less representation. I think I, would, I think I would like to refer back to the workers' union. Um, you mentioned the use of multiple ships that could be uh, modified. So let's say, let's say I'm able to provide a fleet and we take some of the long haulers as well and we combine them and match them to suit the specifications for each of 
the constituents here, for those that are here at the moment. And we modify them and adjust uh, to the specifications of the mission directly so that everyone is represented in some way, but underneath the flag of the science institution. But that is the whole reason we are here, is it not? Absolutely. I am strongly in favor of marching under the flag of the ISI. <laughs> Thank you for the vote of confidence. Yeah, we, uh, the, the, the whole purpose of this mission, after all, is to make sure that you know, it's not just the science institute that's benefiting here, but it's everyone that is participating as well. And uh, in time, everyone else, you know, in addition to that, you know, remember, uh, you, know, you know, our whole philosophy is that information is meant to be, you know, distributed and freed everybody. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, the I, I guess thank you for the, the endorsement of that uh, uh, philosophy there. I think if we determine our mission scope, the requirements we need for a multi-decade mission with uh, supplies to perform a year-long survey on site and a return trip that should give us the specifications we need in terms of personnel provisions and replacement parts once we do that i believe that we can better distribute the needs of our fleet we're great on a fleet at this point it does sound like we're moving in that direction one thing i would suggest is that if we're going to do a fleet uh, we really keep an eye on commonality of parts when it comes to maintenance it's going to be much easier if we don't need uh, 300 different varieties of uh, bolt, for example. I completely agree. I believe one class of ship, reliable class of ship that we can purpose build uh, pods onto for the mission specifications would be best. So, with all due respect to the Miriaki. As with my previous suggestion, it would be a ship combined with another. We don't lose the functionality of the long haulers and we don't lose the versatility and the durability from our telcon cruisers and in fact these ships are both fitted for the things we need protection and security but also space i think it would be a miss to simply go with a single class when these options are available on the table for us for consideration, the SWU is more than capable of creating such beautiful ships. It would be an awful shame to see this opportunity missed. All that extra space could be a little dangerous, though. Someone might have something on their ship that we haven't seen for many years. And, I mean, how, how can you really trust something that hasn't been seen for many years? Well, what, this what is mean? why the the workers' union is part of that retrofitting. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to. Any ship that's involved in this, we would want to, you know, work over stem to stern and uh, and back again, and uh, I assume that we will be taking primary responsibility for the ongoing maintenance of the vessels uh, during the course of the mission, since of course, not to uh, downplay your own organization's accomplishments, but we do kind of have the expertise on the table. Yeah, the ISA is more, or ISI is more uh, about the scientific missions, and uh, we are able to provide uh, you know a good number of personnel on that front. Uh, however, I'm getting a, a little concerned about the the costs here. Uh, I haven't heard from uh, you, Baron Wagner. Uh, what is how does uh, Kapal feel about uh, upping the individual contributions uh, financially to this mission? Oh, because well, I I I I see that that like, once again the kingdom is going to have to. Uh pick up the slack from 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 the other groups well i i feel like i feel like we we we, sh- we shouldn't be it shouldn't be too hard pressed for us to be able to we 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 certainly have the have the means to I propose, hmm? I propose that we use the the ships that um that tenya is suggesting and have them retrofitted using uh resources financial resources from the from kapal uh, and why don't we offer the ships as collateral if we're not able to return uh, the borrowed money? As I say, uh, so basically, uh, effectively a loan for uh, the, the the excess on top of the current budget. Are are you okay with that, Baron? Yes, I, I, I believe I believe that would be I believe that would be uh, that would be acceptable for by the by the king. I, I would like to maybe point out that. Uh, 
you know, if something goes wrong on these missions, then those ships aren't coming back as well. Yeah, that was the concern I would like to raise. Uh, I don't necessarily need to go into debt to Kapal, with all due respect, uh, in case the realistically high danger of a complete uh, loss of that fleet comes to pass. We can complete this on budget, on the budget well, that we've already agreed to. If the mission were a failure, uh, you would not remain in debt because we've offered the ships as collateral. And Kapal, being as gracious as they are, are willing to accept these terms. So I, I, I see no risk to you. I don't see how you can offer the ships as collateral if the problem would be that the ships themselves wouldn't be coming back. That, that's clearly not important. Uh, Kapal has already agreed to this. We don't have to put words in their mouth. If I'm understanding this plan correctly, which I may not be, there's been a lot of cross-talk, uh, under this current arrangement, the Miriaki Empire would be providing all, or at least the vast majority of the ships for this joint fleet. Am I correct? But we would be modifying them uh, to our own design. But they uh, would still be the Miriaki ships. So uh, yes. meaning absolutely no disrespect, given that we've been talking over the immense costs, even over what we have all agreed to contribute and what the ISI has already provided, what is it that makes the Empire so willing to give up such the significant portions of their own resources for this venture over what all of the rest of us would be expected to provide? They will be on the forefront if what we find is a useful resource. Although that might be um, an interesting way to look at it, Actually, it, uh, it isn't the case. Um, our interest is actually uh, with regards to our scientific development. Um, we are, as you know, um, looking into uh, improvements for the health of our population at the present time. Um, this concern has been growing from our, our senior. And so it is in our best interest that um, funding and supporting this kind of mission is not only key to simply the exploration of science, but for the survival of um, some of our more interesting problems, shall we say. And I would say, let us help. But I'm not here to second guess your generous contributions. I, as I started with and will continue to be, um, firstly thankful for all of the representatives here for being here to be able to discuss this, yet alone taking on board uh, my comments as a representative of, of the Empire. Actually, I would like to thank uh, Baron Wagner for his generosity in this we haven't always seen eye to eye, I will admit that. Um, but in the understanding of one's people and the priority that is placed on that, the weight of that, um, I think I, I owe you also great thanks in this endeavor that we are about to embark on. You're most, you're most welcome for, 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 for our part. We, we, we also consider it prudent to to keep track of of, of, of our investments and, and get, given given that given that this could be a rather lucrative opportunity, we are willing to expend uh, considerable capital to ensure this goes well for 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 everyone, but primarily for the kingdom. Look at this wonderful, wonderful cooperation. Each of us is providing the thing that we are, have in abundance. Uh, for the mutual benefit of everyone. Uh, Kapal is lending their uh, access to resources, and uh, we're getting ships, and uh, organizations like uh, the AWE and myself, uh, we have an abundance of people. Uh, we could be the ones that staff the ships. I think that it would be best if the ships were staffed by a confederated crew from all parties. <laughs> I think he just suggested a confederated crew, but I uh, I agree that each of us should give some give personnel support. But oh, those yeah. of us who maybe are not giving as much material support or logistical support as the Miriaki are doing should 
contribute what we can in terms of personnel. Uh, I think everybody wants to give equally to this so that they earn the results. From each according to their ability, perhaps. Mm, Not one much for slogans. I think that we're all here because we want to have something to give, and none of us wants to um, ride anyone else's coattails, so we'd all like to give a little bit. And of course, the uh, the Science Institute will be uh, providing uh, at least, uh, you know, I guess a number of senior uh, staff as far as, uh, you know, exploration specialists go. Um, but yeah, it's good that we moved on to this question because that was basically the next thing I was going to ask everyone. Uh, we've already got tons of uh, applications coming in from basically all of you guys as uh, peoples. And uh, we don't really have any way to save and begin sorting through this. But uh, if we're going to be prioritizing uh, certain uh, certain groups here uh we should probably uh you know make sure we have we know what that uh, prioritization is as well as you know what sort of levels of qualification we're looking for uh what's general makeup of the crews we should be looking for uh all that sort of things and uh, given that we're going to be having uh, multiple ships involved uh are we going to need someone who's like a general coordinator for all of them or is uh, individual captains fine i think that it would be best if you had somebody who was in charge of the mission across all of the vessels absolutely individual ship captains of course but there should be a director on the ground from our launch point and there should also be a director of the mission once it's underway we'll also need in people to direct and oversee ship construction and refit in the spirit of equality i say that uh, we consider all of the applications based only on merit and that none of the applicants be named by their planet of origin so i uh, would say that like, while i will ex- while I will concede that my original suggestion of each group providing their own ship would lead to a confoundance of necessary parts and materials that would complicate an otherwise what is already an otherwise complicated mission. If we did crew one individual ship from each principality, the crews would already know each other, speak the same language, be able to work well together. It would eliminate a lot of cultural confusion on ship that could be a hindrance in an emergency. I would suggest, uh, based on our experience working with uh, diverse crews, that while that does sound like a really good idea, it has a significant risk of generating a sort of silo effect between each ship. And that I think that a integrated crews across the fleet Um, while increasing the need for um, familiarization cruises, et cetera, which we're going to need anyway, are a good solution for preventing any one ship from feeling too isolated from the the mission. We are going to go with that, which I certainly, you make some good points and I do not disagree. We should at least split up the command structures so that no one principality is commanding more ships than any other. That seems reasonable. I would say that I appreciate Acadia Gamma's desire to have their own ship representing their people, which I assume is your base desire, Lord Xander. I Um, simply wanted to be as equitable as possible, given the number of people involved. Also, I might suggest humbly that if we do need a centralized command, perhaps it could be best to set up a ground-based command structure on Aceta Gamma itself, because as an independent planet, we could avoid many of the history of politics and animosity and other things that do kind of plague our collective unions and offer a more neutral ground, so to speak. I think that our our main headquarters is going to be in the Mermiaki Empire from our launch point, but if we are going to have crews from different principalities working together, uh, they're going to need to train. And I believe that Acadia Gamma will be a great place to do that. Excessive, an exceptional amount of simulations and training, uh, perhaps even low orbit exercises to get those crews accustomed to working together. I believe Acadia Gamma would be a great neutral ground for that. Yes, we would be happy to host. We might have to uh, mildly upgrade some of our facilities. As you know, since we only have the resources of a single planet, some of our uh, technological facilities are not quite at the same level. But if we agree that neutral ground is good, then we can, of course, uh, put in a little bit of upgrading, get our systems up to snuff and have the crews all, I guess, have a similar level of culture shock, so to speak. 
The union would be happy to assist with your upgrade process. Thank you so much. Well, I, I and the publicity. To... Of... Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, I'm just having a thought here. The, the publicity afforded to Acadia Gamma uh, would be pro possibly the greatest of anyone in this project in the training lead up. I mean, the eyes of the human sphere of influence is going to be upon this project. But once it launches, that's only going to take a few days. And we won't think about it again for decades. But the training, Acadia Gamma will have everyone's attention during that time. As far as the training is concerned, uh, do you think a sort of test vessel might be a good idea for uh, for uh, this training facility? Like a uh, prototype for uh, th these refit uh, Telcod uh, cruisers and things like that uh, to you know basically stay in orbit. And then, you know, when for crews need to sort of have the hands-on experience portion, you know, they just go there and... Uh, you know, do some scans in your planet, might end up with some really good detailed maps. I mean, we would be perfectly happy to accommodate a test ship and its crew. We can provide a decent amount of ground support. We are certainly used to dealing with ships in our own planetary orbit. I would be in complete agreement with this. I think um, Arcadia Gamma would be a perfect place for the training to take place. Um, I would... However, request that uh, perhaps, Klaus, um, if you would be so kind to, to speak to your, um, your factions, um, that uh, the training should really emanate from you and from your crews. Um, having the experience of, the, of, of retrofitting and dealing with these ships is going to be valuable in that. Um, I completely agree with Viga on this point. The union has an excellent professional development program because that is one of our core tenets. So we would be happy to extend the benefit of that to all the crews involved. Oh, yes, of course, we would be greatly appreciative of the workers unions experience and influence in this matter. And we would we would not presume to want to put our own training regimen on any crews in the system. And of course, we would even uh, appreciate and endorse if the union would like to perhaps even construct a more permanent space station or facility in orbit with their own uh, trading facilities to better coordinate and supply the training while it is taking place. I believe that the union would support that wholeheartedly. Um, and perhaps even after the training is complete, there are some opportunities for further benefit to both of our organizations from that, such a facility. Yes, that sounds absolutely great. There are a, a few considerations which were mentioned. Um, the consensus of uh, staffing crews, um, you're absolutely right. Really, we need to be bringing them board on based on skills. Um, having a, a censored application seems only reasonable in, in that degree. Um, perhaps uh, a representative group on the select committee for that might be the best in terms of decisions for that. So uh, one one person from each group, sort of on the the board, and uh, majorities, uh, you know, or certain majorities of sort required for uh, you know getting a stamp of approval and then an ordering of uh, candidates. Is that what I'm getting from this? Absolutely, and of course we would need specifications provided by the SWU, we need them from the ISI, because obviously the, some of these skills, some of the people we are need are specialists. We want the very best to be able to ensure that this is a success. I think that that kind of focus on, um, on paper documentation might blind us to some of the facts that uh, what we're going out there to see is completely unknown. Um, I think there are a lot of people who can deal with the unknown, many scientific and technical people. Um, I think that we shouldn't be blind to the very reasonable political needs that all of us want to be represented in those final crews. So if we establish certain minimum representations that are going to be in the final crew loadouts, uh, I think we can be picky about the final solutions. Well, if I might suggest that I would agree that while merit is necessary for many specialist positions to avoid a sense of potential favoritism and to further the just 
you know, political spectrum that the command staff of the ships should not be subject to the blind census and should be then representative of everyone involved, whereas more specialist positions where getting the absolute best people, we, regardless of nationality, would be more important, we can proceed as Tanya has suggested. And I presume each of these specialists will be paid according to their merit, correct? I mean... We may need to address uh, that, since as a uh, workers' union, we do have some pretty specific ideas about um, who gets paid what, although um, we do tend towards equality in that as much as possible. Are we going to be giving these people 30 years of back pay when they return? We have not yet established, I think, the duration of the mission, but I'm sure we'll have to address that at some point. I would, sure. would say, from the perspective of the Union uh, and excellence in results, um, we have found that it is occasionally important to consider more than just the paper skills of the individual when uh, building teams, particularly for unknown situations. So I would strongly suggest that we not just work on an apparent merit perspective. We may wish to consider the importance of um, representation of the various polities involved, um, diverse experiences, um, and a few other things. So uh, strict meritocracy often does not yield the results that we wish it would. Then perhaps a combination of merit meritocratic elements and also a lottery. So it's completely random. We strictly random. It could be weighted, uh, or we could look at it from the perspective of some some sort of hiring targets to represent different percentages, uh, both from the uh, non you know from the skill variety perspective and also then from the political perspective. I, I'm not sure that that would really be in our best interest as a group because some of us might have a, a higher grouping of a certain skill in our confederacy and i think that it would be silly to not have them on board and using these these skills uh so that someone with fewer skills uh that represents a different group would take their place i think that we all have enough skilled people uh, and i don't think the lantern needs to worry too much about not having enough skilled people um I assume that your people would be some of the best at dealing with the social dynamics of being cut off and far from any support, uh, being able to work as a group. Um, I think as long as we establish that all of us, like the uh, Acadia, Acadia Gamma uh, delegation, have enough representatives and the ISI have enough scientists to perform their work, what we're really looking at is a long-term mission for uh, hauling scientists to an anomaly and back and just having the psychological wherewithal to deal with that, to deal with the unknown. I guess one thing I'd like to maybe uh, uh, draw a big arrow at is we already have a couple of you, uh, you know, offering up a lot more material contributions. Uh, is that going to be taken into the weighting of any sort of uh, uh, political or, uh, you know, uh, uh, distributions as far as crews goes? Because uh, uh, I'm not sure if it's, 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 it's being quite addressed here. I, I don't think anyone should be able to buy their way into participation here. It should be by merit. Well, well, some of us cheapened our way into it. I was, I was actually sort of suggesting it'd be the inverse of that. Uh, if you yes. provide more materials, uh, you know, support, uh, you uh, then provide fewer crew members in uh, response. I think that's fair. Uh, Baron I mean, Wagner, I haven't heard from you in a bit. Uh, do you have any thoughts on the uh, the crewing situation? I've I've made my thoughts clear on the matter previously that I don't think that we should have anyone from the Land Hand Confederation. Frankly, I don't feel like I don't feel like it would be in the best interest of the safety of the mission or the people to have them on there. Aaron, I am I am appalled by your your lack of of desire to cooperate. It's outrageous. What do you base that? What do you base those reservations on? Well, it's a, they're, they're, the Confederation is ruled by by murderers, slavers, and despots. So I don't really see why why we should be able to trust any of them. This is absurd. Up until this moment, we've been cooperating so well. Why would you bring that. politics like that into this? 
these are these are the these are this is what I was instructed to fight for uh, from the if, king. If you're not going to be a team player, I think there might even need to be consequences. Well, hold on. I'm not sure that I can, uh... that we can... Let's remember that the uh, kingdom has generously offered to provide quite a bit of financial support. And I believe that does represent them attempting to be a team player. Um, if there were strings attached, they should have told us up front. There is that. The uh, I, did, I, I wonder if perhaps we can address the kingdom's concerns with the Lantern Confederation without excluding anyone from participating in this uh, joint effort. The belief that there are no qualified Lantern personnel is impressive. Perhaps we need to narrow our scope when we're talking of personnel. As I've said before, I believe that to avoid the appearances of favoritism, command staff should be more equitably distributed amongst all of the nations involved. Perhaps we should be considering the same thing for scientists, since uh, many of us might have our own reasons for wanting science done no, in these areas. We're all like in this. The scientists for a would be represented. Benefit. We're all in this yes. for a mutual benefit. We're in this so we should send the benefit. best team that we can. We want the best team that we can. Having scientists from every principality means that we each send our very best scientific minds, and each of them can work on their own specialized fields as we have come to know them for ourselves. But Julia, some of us have a larger group of specialized scientists, and some of uh, you know, the, the, the top 10% from, from the Confederacy might outnumber the top 30% from, but, uh, from another planet. You, you both believe that the Lantern should have a presence here. Um, it is the position of Kapal that there shouldn't be any. I believe that's our point of contention moving forward right now. Now, I would like to point out uh, two things. First off, the ISI is presently based in uh, you know, Lantern territory. Uh, I myself am technically a Lantern citizen, though at this meeting I do only represent the ISI. Uh, that said, we also understand the complicated political situation inside the Confederacy and that it might not be uh, of interest to a lot of other folks. So I guess maybe a compromise of uh, maybe if Kapal could offer up a list of planets that are that are unacceptable as far as contributing members of the crews and things like that because they don't like how those planets are run. Maybe that would be an option. And um, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, hey, uh, the, the the drinks are here. Uh, uh, how about we take oh. a break? And uh, yeah, great and, idea. And we'll uh, we'll uh, sort out this this whole mess maybe another time. All right. Um, Should be easy. We'll take care of this. Excellent. 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 The Union okay. looks forward to additional productive conversations about this topic. Indeed. Yes, I think we should we should discuss these uh, plans for a space station. I think we have some good a good future of cooperation between between Atlanta Gamma and this trade union. Ah, Klaus, would you come with me? I have a, somebody to introduce you to. Ah, that would be lovely. Let me get my drink. Well, let's see how well these machines can mix themselves a martini. So I'd like to thank everyone for participating in our little adventure today. Uh, and uh, that was actually a lot of fun and it actually went better than I was expecting. <laughs> so uh, how about we do a one quick run through of everybody and... Uh, you know, if you got any like uh, YouTube channels, uh, you know, books, uh, podcasts, or anything like that to share that people should check out, uh, go in and uh, you know, give us a, uh, a you know, a lo you know, a where to find that, um, and we'll start at the top again of the of the, uh, the chat here. Uh, I'm 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 encouraged you can find some you can find some of my stories on a on a so furry as well as uh, on the Voice of Dog podcast. Yes, I'm Crimson. Uh, you can find me on Twitter for my furry writing stuff at. Uh... Crimson Sign, that is S-I-G-N. Um, and you can find me on my regular Twitter, Crimson Ruari, which uh, we'll just need to link that. And uh, I also have a few stories on the Voice of Dog podcast as well. So uh, there's that. Yes, I am Gepwin. If you've found this, you probably are already familiar with me. 
because I help run the Watches of Tomorrow podcast that this is being played on. I also have a YouTube channel under the same name, Gepwin, where I do video game things, and I am Gepwin on Twitter and Tumblr and anywhere on the internet because I made up a very uncommon name. I'm Ice Dragon. I am nowhere near as talented as half these people you are listening to, and I recommend that you follow what they're telling you to do and go look at their books and their writing. I'm Van Velding. I do Trek Along podcasts that include The Beige and the Bold in Nine Deeps of Space. You also got a YouTube channel. Don't forget that. I mean, I got, I got, I got an everything channel, but mostly it's the focus. Uh, I'm the only one here who I, I guess I'm not a writer. Um, I have a YouTube channel where I post fursuit dance videos and competitions, as well as uh, there's a few videos of me um, judging uh, fursuit dance competitions at a few conventions and uh you can find that at jasper p tuxakitty on youtube and of course i'm dr isix i'm the person who organizes madness in like less than 48 hours and uh i'd like to uh, thank everyone for uh, helping out here um so you did you, you guys you know you did, did something amazing as well as i've probably delayed the end of this too too long here but i just want to say that a year ago, I would have not been able to do this, so this is actually kind of a big milestone for me. Uh, so thank you very much for, you know, helping me sort of celebrate uh, get getting getting stuff together here. So cool. Thank you so much. Uh, this was yeah. a lot of fun. Thank you. Yeah, this yeah. turned out great. I usually don't talk this much on things. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll uh, call that a wrap.